0: Podcast Help Desk number 21 for June 6, 2014.
1: This is the Podcast Help Desk with your host, Mike Dell. If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk or email your question to podcast at gmail.com You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag podcast The podcast help desk is now open
0: And good morning, good evening good afternoon. Whenever the case it is for you I'm Mike, and this is the Podcast Help Desk. And today I've got a few questions, uh, mostly concerning iTunes-related issues, uh, as usual. And uh, I just wanted to uh, let you know that uh, I've come through the Great Basement Flood uh, pretty much unscathed, although there was a a couple of impacts to my podcasting uh, routine here. Uh, one being that last week, as you know, I couldn't podcast because I had a basement full of uh serve pro equipment, fans and dehumidifiers and whatever. Uh, what happened was the uh, sink upstairs in the kitchen overflowed for some reason. We're not exactly sure what exactly happened, but the drain wasn't fast enough to take care of all the water and. Uh, We don't know who or what left it on. I'm I'm thinking the cat jumped up there and uh, was poking around in the sink and bumped it on her way out. That's the only thing we can think of. But uh, it ran for the better part of four hours, and it all come raining down here in my podcast studio. But luckily it was on the other side of the room where the water came raining down, so everything that was, or most everything that was up off the floor... Wasn't affected. Uh, of course, the carpet in here and and uh, the curtain behind me that I usually have for echo uh, sound deadening uh, is down just because all that equipment that was in here and since we've got to have a little bit of drywall work uh, done, I'm leaving it down. So if you hear a little more echo today, that's probably why. But I don't think it makes that much difference. I guess that curtain was there more for for video. I don't do a lot of video. And the other thing, uh, I had this old, uh, I think it's either a microwave stand or, uh, you know, the old CRT-type TV stand. But, anyway, it's a little uh, desk-high stand that you would put something on. And I have my mic boom connected to it. And, of course, it was made out of some cheapy particle board, you know, kind of IKEA-like. And, anyway, my mic boom mount was uh, clamped to that, and it sort of dissolved, (laughs) so the uh, mic boom was no longer attached well, so I've had to move the mic boom onto the desk, and it's got me all discombobulated here, because uh, the mic's coming from a completely different direction, it's uh, more or less in the right spot, but uh, (laughs) it's still a little weird. And I always like to keep things, you know, everything in the same place. That way I don't push the wrong button or, or uh, fumble around trying to find something uh, as I need it. You know, same with the software. I like to keep everything all set up. And, and somewhere along the line, I screwed up uh, Audition here. I'm recording into Audition, as I usually do. And then I, of course, have my uh, digital recorder as a backup in case uh, something goes hiccup on the computer. I do have the recording that way. But usually the one you hear is recorded in Audition directly into the computer through a Griffin iMic, uh, as we talked about before. So, uh, but anyway, something weird happened with Audition. It somehow got reset to the uh, classic workspace. <laughs> so now my uh, clock is in a different spot. and So if, if I seem a little... Uh, disconnected tonight, uh, today, uh, Hey, that's my excuse. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, let's uh, get this out of the way and we'll uh, head off to the questions. Blueberry. This podcast is a member of the blueberry network. Blueberry. No East. That's blueberry. B L U B R R Y. Dot com. Blueberry.com. This podcast is part of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. And, of course, I am very proud that uh, I am part of the Tech Podcast Network and, of course, the Blueberry Podcast Community. I guess it's not really a network, but kind of. But uh, both of those. And, of course, if you ever wanted to sign up for a Blueberry hosting account and or a uh, Blueberry statistics account. Actually, if you get the hosting, you get the statistics for free. So I shouldn't say and or I should say or. So if you'd like to sign up for uh, statistics, uh, the professional premium statistics or the podcast hosting along with statistics, uh, of course, you can use my promo code nobs at checkout and it'll give you 30 days free and help me out. So anyway, Got that all out of the way. Let me uh, find my show notes. let see, like I said, try to keep all this software in the the right place. And uh, like I said, I'm a little dis- disconcerted, I guess. Discombobulated. Is that a word? Anyway, uh, let's see. The first question is, uh, my podcast artwork doesn't show up properly in iTunes. And that can go for Stitcher or whatever other podcatcher. That's me. And... My standard answer would be, you know, there's three places in your feed or in your podcast setup, not necessarily your feed, that the image needs to be. You know, it doesn't actually have to be in the feed. It has to be linked in the feed under certain tags. Uh, one is the, uh, and, and then, of course, the MP3 itself. So the first place I, w- I would put the image is in the MP3 itself using ID3 tags. And you want to do that in each of your MP3s, not just once, but every time. And I do this using iTunes, uh, you know, the iTunes app on my Macintosh in this case, but it also works on a PC. And you just, uh, I I make a little directory, or, or not a directory, a playlist in iTunes, and I call it edit, and any files I need to do this with, I drag in there so that I can find them easy. And right-click and get and hit Get Info. And there's a bunch of tabs in there. You really don't need to worry about all the tabs. The Info tab you might want to fill that out, and then the Artwork tab. And that's where you would you know navigate to your image and, and associate that with the MP3 file. And then you just close that dialog. And on a Mac anyway, you'll, you'll notice that the icon will change to your cover art. And your cover art for this should be at least six hundred by six hundred, but I would go with the fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred uh, image that Apple requires, not requires but uh, suggests that's their uh, standard. And you know that's the you know that's that's the first step. Put it in your MP3 file. In your feed itself, you've got to have two different types of tags. One's your RSS2 image, and I'll have an example of the tag on your, you know, on on the show notes or on the tags, both of them. But uh, you can have a, an image for the RSS2 of uh, you know one forty-four by one forty-four, but it can be larger. I always use the same fourteen hundred by fourteen hundred image for all three places. It, it saves time, and and you know, as long as you don't. Uh, have some gargantuanly huge file size. uh, The 1400 and 1400 works okay. If you are against my advice and you use FeedBurner and you use the 1400 by 1400 image as your RSS2 image, it'll cover up your whole FeedBurner page. But since you guys are smarter than that and aren't using FeedBurner, it's not an issue. So 1400 by 1400 image there in the RSS2 image tag. Uh, let's see, yeah, it's just, it's just an image tag, and, you know, it's got the URL to the image, it's got the title of your podcast, and it has the, uh, link to your podcast homepage, and like I said, I'll have an example of that, in case you do write your own RSS uh, tags, and then there's the iTunes image tag, which is also a 1400 by 1400 pixel RGB JPEG or PNG. I recommend JPEG because it's a lot easier to get a small file size with a JPEG than it is with a, a ping image, and so you know why not just do that. The uh, file size is uh, you know has to be under 500 megabytes, or iTunes will ignore it and and or boot you off of their directory. So you know don't you know. It's not hard to, to get the right image. Uh, you know, there's free programs out there. or Most people have access to Photoshop. It, it's really easy to get the image the right size and all that. So, you know, just uh, keep it small. Uh, you know, at 1,400 and 1,400 pixels, uh, RGB, JPEG, and uh, you'll be golden. If you've got it in all three of those places, you'll be able to, you know, it'll, it'll show where it needs to show because a lot of different podcatchers and podcasting apps and, and whatnot take the image from different spots. You know, like uh, Stitcher might take it from the RSS2 image, and another, you know, iTunes, of course, takes it from the iTunes image tag. And, you know, other programs may take it from somewhere else. Uh, you know, on Windows, I believe it's the uh, ID3 tag image that they use. Uh, so... You know, just definitely get all your images in there. Now, if you use PowerPress, which is what I recommend, you know, PowerPress, WordPress, uh, this is all kind of taken care of in the uh, Feeds tab, the iTunes tab, and the Artwork tab in PowerPress. And you just uh, upload your images in the Artwork tab, and then you fill out all the information on the other two, and that takes care of all the tags you need in your RSS feed. And it uh, works like a champ. And as always, as I always say, give iTunes, and all the rest of them, at least three days to update. But it can take longer, and I've had one go three weeks before iTunes updated it. And it all just seems to be like the weather, you just never know. Along a similar line, how do I force iTunes into updating my image? I changed my image over seven weeks ago, and it's still showing the old image. Well, as I say over and over again, you don't force Apple or iTunes to do anything. (laughs) They force you to do stuff, but you really can't force them to do stuff. But what you can do is trick it into thinking you have a new image, even if, you know, you're just going to upload the same image again. But change the name of the image and re-upload it, and... Once you change the name of it, that'll call attention to it, and everybody will say, "Oh, okay, this must be a new one because it's a different name." And it will update. And like I said, it can take a long time to uh, update, uh, depending on you know Stitcher. Stitcher actually, you have to kind of I believe you have to go in manually to do that uh, in in your uh, partner account or however they term that. But uh, it doesn't take them long, uh, you know, once you do that to uh, change things over. When I rebranded this podcast it, it didn't take them that long so it was uh, it was pretty easy peasy. Uh, let's see. Uh, next question. Oh where, where do I find someone to make my podcast artwork? Well there's lots of uh, artists out there. Uh, Daniel J. Lewis has a, a service. Uh, I believe Cliff Ravenscraft uh, promotes some gal that does, uh, that does podcast artwork. But short of that, if you want to save a lot of money, uh, go to Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I believe that's the right address. I'll check it and change it in the show notes if I'm wrong. Anyway, just as it says, it costs a Fiverr to get someone to do stuff. And there's lots of gigs, they call it, or ads on Fiverr. And, you know, sometimes you, you may have to do two or three before you, you know, find one you like. But you know, fifteen bucks as opposed to a couple hundred bucks, uh, you know, might be worth it. At least try it. You know, you're only out five bucks. I also use Fiverr for uh, voiceover, and there's a lot of voiceover artists on there, and they do a pretty good job. You know, like for my intro, outro, all that kind of stuff. It, uh, you know, it's kind of nice that that lady that. Tells you how to ask questions at the beginning and at the end of my podcast, uh, she was from Fiverr. And, you know, eventually I'll go on there and uh, request a different one and, you know, get some other voices in there. Of course, that little blueberry ad and the the tech podcast tag there was uh, from friends of mine. Uh, One was uh, Rich Palmer from Audio Gumshoe did the blueberry one, you know, with all the, the, the noise and, and all that and the music. And then, uh, the other one was a friend of mine from Australia, uh, rich. Uh, he, he was up here, uh, in Michigan and, uh, we I took out my portable recorder in the parking lot at the restaurant we just left and <laughs> he did that, uh, out, you know, did that one for me and also got his wife to, to do a couple and, and, uh, worked out pretty, uh, Pretty good, I thought, anyway, for a portable recorder. Anyway, back to uh, podcast art. Uh, One thing about art that you want to be careful about is it has to look good small and it has to look good large. So when you have it designed or when you design it yourself, if you do it yourself, make sure it looks good, you know, slightly above icon size all the way up to, you know, full screen. That's the whole idea behind the 1400 by 1400, but the design itself has to lend itself to being readable. If you uh, look at my podcast art for this show, the Podcast Help Desk, uh, it doesn't say much. It says Podcast Help Desk with Mike Dell, and it's in large enough type to, to where when it's shrunk down to, you know, iPhone size or, or iPod size, it looks decent. When it's an icon, it looks decent. And when it's full screen, it looks decent. It's not overly complicated and doesn't have a lot of small words in it. It doesn't have a lot of words at all. Because I've seen, you know, people make real elaborate podcast art. And, you know, well, it looks great when it's full size, but you can't tell what it is if you're looking at it, you know, slightly bigger than an icon, you know, for, you know, certain certain, you know, readers or whatever, certain players show it small, so take that into account when you design your podcast art. I did get a couple of other questions, uh, not pertaining to art. Let's see, uh, this one's kind of iTunes SEO is what I call it, but the questioner says, I can't find my podcast in iTunes by searching for my keywords. In this uh, particular case... His uh, chosen categories in iTunes were comedy, uh, radio and TV, and I forget what else. But all three of them, very highly uh, competitive areas. And I'm sure all his keywords were in that ballpark, too. But, you know, I call it iTunes SEO. And it's it's a lot like Google, uh, except iTunes also... Or seems to, but nobody really knows. That doesn't work at Apple. Uh, weighs the search results by how popular your podcast is, and that's you know how many subscribers and and uh, how many reviews you have. And it's not an exact science, just like uh, SEO is on the web. It's you know it's met you know it's it's definitely a mystery at iTunes, uh, or at least a lot of, of it's a mystery. A lot of it's a mystery. Jeez. English optional today and you know some some people will claim they know how to do it and then you you go look for their podcast and you can't find it using whatever logical keywords you would think up but apparently for whatever keywords they've thought up they've they've you know mastered it if you search Mike Dell in the podcast area you're gonna get me and you probably get this show you'll get Mike Dell's world you might even get geek of the north you might you know who knows what you'll get but this one will show up, but people looking for podcast help aren't going to type in Mike Dell, you know, unless they know me or know of me, and chances are, and I haven't looked recently, but chances are podcast help probably doesn't bring me up in the first little, you know, first few. It will eventually, you know, as as the audience grows and uh, as I become consistent, which I've done now for uh Twenty-two episodes minus last week, so uh, and I did put a file in the feed. You Notice know, there's there's a trick for you. If you're gonna miss an episode, have a little uh, announcement at least, if you can help it. Uh, just saying, hey, sorry, not gonna have a full episode. Blah blah blah, like I did last week, and like I'll do if I if I have to miss any others. But I don't anticipate it. Anyway, back to what we were talking about, the it takes a long, long, long time for your podcast to bubble up towards the top of your chosen genre and if you're in a certain if you're in certain ones, you know, unless you really uh, knock it out of the park, which hey, somebody's got to, right? You're not necessarily going to be on the top of the list for your chosen keyword. It's, it's just nature or not nature but it's just the way the uh, web is and i'm sure that's the the same thing with uh, itunes listings Although, like i said you know itunes and apple employees uh, are the only ones that know for sure how all that works and uh, all we can do is uh, is try and i have one uh, last question uh, for this session and this one falls under the uh the category of why I don't use real names often in my Q&As. But I actually got this uh, question this week. So, anyway, I figured I'd answer it here. Uh, The uh, question was, do I need to have my post published before I submit my feed to iTunes? He's talking about the first post. Uh, See, so many people try to get um. Oh, how, how should I say? It? Try to get you know everything all submitted to iTunes and the 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 and all that, and uh, that's that's why I always encourage an episode zero, and that way you can get everything set up and get the the feed accepted by iTunes and all that before you do the offic- official launch. But you know some people are real funny about that. But anyway, you know I answered it real simply. Yes. For a podcast feed to be valid, you must have published at least one episode. The key here is publish. <laughs> you can't have, uh, you know, in WordPress, you can't have your post sitting there in queue or, or sitting there not published, uh, you know, in preview or whatever. And, you know, no, there's nothing in your feed, and iTunes is going to kick it. And then when iTunes kicks it, and then you do get it right, and then you submit it to them, and there's a chance that, oh, this one's already been submitted, and then you're kind of stuck. So, uh, yes, you have to publish. You know, get the, the cart and the horse in the right position. You know, first you have to make your podcast feed by making a podcast episode and putting it in the feed. Because nobody's going to see it. Nobody's going to see it unless they just happen to stumble across your website and, and notice that you've posted a podcast episode. But nobody's going to find it until you're in the directories iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, Tech Podcast Network, uh, Libsyn, whatever you're using. But, you know, in, until you're out there and discoverable, it's, you know, they just have to stumble on it. Or unless, unless your website's already super popular, which is also, you know, the case in certain cases. But yes, put out an episode zero or put out your first episode before you go through submitting it to all the directories. Uh, and along that uh, same line, there's been a lot of discussion on the uh, uh, podcast communities you know, on Facebook, Google+. You know, Look them up. Search for podcasts in, in the uh, communities or groups. And a lot of discussion about, uh, you know, what, you know, when you launch your podcast, what you should do. And and there's somebody out there talking about new and notable. That's what the the main discussion was, how to get into new and notable on iTunes. Well, first off, I'm not convinced that that's necessary. And even if you do get into new and notable, that's no guarantee of success. So, you know, just remember that because new and notable can be for anything. And if you're not in one of the super popular genres, uh, or niches, as they say, you know, even if you're new and notable, you you may not get a huge audience right away. I mean, there's no shortcut to gaining an audience, you know, unless you're famous already. You know, it's going to take a while. And that's as it should be, I think. Because, you know, if you get a new and notable, and, you know, and and you happen to get real popular real quick, uh, you know, that could could cause other problems. Of course, everybody would like to have that problem. But, you know, a lot of the discussion was about, well, should I have four or five episodes before I uh, submit my feed to iTunes? Or one guy was even talking about he has five episodes and he was going to release them all on the same day. Well, that's a waste of good episodes because... Most podcatchers, including iTunes, only download the last one. So if you put five out, there's going to be four that people aren't ever going to hear. Or, you know, or most people won't, you know, unless the, that fifth one was really, really, really good, and they go back and get the other ones. So in my humble opinion, that's probably not a good idea. I would just stick to the one episode a week, or one episode a day, or whatever your schedule is, and uh, do it that way. Don't uh, don't try to get fancy. Uh, it's actually probably better that people discover you uh, once you've uh, been around a while. Uh, you know, like in the case of this podcast, the thing's been around for two years. Uh, you know, obviously I hadn't done a lot of, you know, consistent episodes every week. But, you know, there was a fair amount of, of back catalog. So when someone discovers this podcast, they've got a fair amount of stuff to listen to. And I think that's better than, you know, hi, this is episode number five. We did four four more earlier ones, but uh, they all went out the same day. I I don't get that, I guess. Uh, And the consensus wasn't, you know, not everybody agreed, but most people agreed that, uh, you know, to get into new and notable, that's... Not really a a good trick, I mean, like I've said, even in this podcast, you can't force Apple to do anything, and yes, they're the eight hundred pound gorilla, but concentrate on making good content, and you know people will find you, and they'll find you in large numbers. It just isn't gonna happen overnight or at least most of the time. I mean, there are outliers. You know, I know of, of one, one guy that uh, his first episode went crazy and uh, he's been on a uh, rocket ship ride ever since, but then he wasn't famous before, he just uh, picked the right niche, the right name, and the right time, and he uh, did it up, and more power to him, and uh, I wish that for you too, but for the vast majority of us, it's going to be uh, you know slow road, Not, you know, it doesn't have to be super slow but trying to trick the system, you know, just like with the SEO, trying to trick the system can, uh, get you in trouble. So I guess with that, we'll, uh, call this one a podcast and see you next week. Get your questions in. The lady at the end will tell you where to send it. And, uh, I've got an interview scheduled here soon with a uh, podcast pioneer. I'll leave it at that. And, uh, that may be next week. That may be the week after. I'm not sure. But uh, we, we do have an interview coming up. And we'll talk about uh, podcasting history and uh, this person's show and how they did everything. So uh, anyway, with that, I will catch you later and you can catch me later.
1: If you have questions about podcasting, how it works, how to set up your website or RSS feed, drop Mike a voice message at podcasthelpdesk.com or email your question to podcasthelpdesk at gmail.com. You can even tweet your question by using the hashtag PodcastHelpdesk. Thank you for visiting the Podcast Help Desk. See you next week. That's all, folks.